0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network.
1: Welcome to the Essential Apple Podcast, your home for news, news, security stories, technology, and all sorts of other related chit-chat that catches our attention. Hello listeners, and welcome to this edition of Down Essential Apple, because as you probably all know, most of the UK, unless you're an essential worker, has been locked down, and I've spent the last six days locked in my house. Um, <laughs> am I going stir-crazy yet? Only you will know. Uh there you go. uh, not a lot of news this week, unsurprisingly, but uh we've managed to pick up a few apple stories to chew over uh this week. I am joined by Nick Riley. Hello Nick Hi, Simon. Uh, Nick, you've not been feeling very well, I understand.
2: yeah, I've had some fluy thing. I don't think I've had coronavirus, but <clears throat> I mean, in some ways it would be good if I had. I've got it out of the way, but but I haven't had the classic symptoms. But I've just felt very fluey and very, yeah. But I'm feeling a lot better now, so that's good.
1: That's good. Uh, And we've got uh, James, Mac, Jim. Hello, Jim. Hello, one and all. Hope you're all keeping and, well and socially isolated. Uh, what was it? Somebody uh, somebody in my work uh, WhatsApp pointed, uh, somebody said they'd done something and everybody, uh, they like applauded. And the boss said, we're all behind you, Greg, six foot at least. <laughs> 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 and special guest this week, Ronnie Lutz from the Bubble Sort Empire. Hello, Ronnie.
3: Hello, Simon. I don't know if I'm special, but I'm here.
1: <laughs> we're all special, everybody's special that's what we that's what we're told isn't it We're all special that's right there we so go <laughs> Oh dear. Actually I've just thought of a link that I think I should put in the Werford chirp. Um which uh maybe I'll use it to play the show out later on. Anyway, um so here we all are. Are you in lockdown in uh, in Las Vegas there? We,
3: Ronnie? We yeah, uh, for the most part, yeah, we uh We can go, you know, do stuff like shopping, but and we can go out to parks and such and walk around. But you have to stay away from people and you can only do those kind of things. So it's not exactly locked down, but it's close enough.
1: That's uh, pretty pretty much the same here, to be honest. Um, Yeah, you can, you know, at the moment, at least uh, you're allowed to go out once a day for, you know, for some sort of exercise, walk your dog. Uh, you know take a cycle walk in the park as long as you keep away from everybody else and uh, or and or are with one member of your household I think is the rule Um, you can go to the shops Uh, most of the shops here now you know operating a one in one out policy and limiting the number of people in the store at any one time and obviously of course if you work in an essential quote unquote industry then uh, you're allowed to carry on the rest of us uh have to supposedly stay at home as much as possible yeah um,
3: it, you know it's not bad it's starting to warm up here so I think I'll be able to get in the pool next week so it'll be it'll be fine then because I can be swimming all day <laughs>
1: Lucky you, yeah, lucky you. Uh, we had some quite nice weather the last couple of days. I don't know about you, Nick, or uh, Jim, but uh, we've had some nice sort of 14, 15 degrees C sunshine. um Although today it's turned a lot sharper and there was uh, rain and I think even possibly some hail earlier on. But there we go. Yeah, it's been quite nice here. It's been
4: mainly dry and sunny. Uh, certainly very cold, though, but uh, that keeps people indoors.
1: That's true. That is true. Ah, uh, there. So, um, well, Ronnie, you're the you know, the new boy on the block here. So uh, we'll start with you. Uh, you are, of course, uh, a member of the Bubble Sort Empire, along with John Chigi and Clay Daly, and uh, Got Wilsy, yeah,
3: and Vic Hudson.
1: And, and Vic Hudson. Uh, several of which have been on this sh- this show. Um, I haven't had Clay on yet. I must get Clay on at some point. Um. So, would you like to tell the listeners who are not familiar with your Bubble Sort empire uh, what that's all about?
3: It basically started as uh, the the show Bubble Sort, which had uh, Clay, John, and Vic, and then they kind of decided to do some Bubble Sort TV, and we kind of did one of those. But now we do a show called Rabbit Hole, which is... Uh, me clay scott and vic and it's just a bunch of craziness i don't if you it's only had a couple of exo- episodes maybe three i don't know but the last one was really serious it was about uh Eminem's darkness video which kind of hits close to home to me because that was where the i live in vegas for 20 something years where the the mass shooting happened here and, and that's what the Eminem darkness video is about and then prior to that we've just done just they're just crazy uh, I don't know if anyone, it's mostly a lot of inside jokes. I don't know if anyone else gets it, but it's they're fun to do. <laughs> um, so uh, that's what we do. And uh, I've done a lot of podcasting in the past. I was Donnie wrote the song to Pocket Size Podcast, which was uh, when Scott Wilsey and I did for many years, years ago. So, uh, you know, I've done a lot of tech pad- podcasting in the past.
1: Yep and of course the the um the pocket size podcast did get a short uh, revival not that long ago.
3: <laughs> it did yeah. We uh I thought we could do it. I, I don't have enough time typically to podcast and and you really got to do it fairly uh, you know. You got to do it yes. regularly for people to listen to it and I, I thought I had enough time and I just didn't do it. So oh, I love that podcast though it was fun and that song is great. <laughs> there we are
1: um and of course you do the bubble sort tv don't you
3: i did it we did a couple episodes of castle rock and i don't i didn't uh uh, we didn't actually finish that so so we have to once again life gets in the way of certain things so it's nice like this podcast because 6 30 in the morning everyone else is mostly asleep my wife's up but uh you know, I can do this and I don't have to worry about bothering people.
1: <laughs> You're not bothering anybody because nobody listens to this show. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's been every show, every show I've ever been on. I believe I could say the same thing about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, that's not true. We do have, you know, a small but loyal band of followers. So that is, you know, it's not true that nobody listens to this show at all. There we go. Um. Right. Well, um, Shall we move on to the stories, then? Um, I guess the... (sighs) There's a lot of little stories. Um, I don't know how much we're going to manage to pick out of this stuff. Um, I guess the biggest one is Apple are planning Face ID for MacBook Pro and iMac. And then, you know, bracket plus a notch, um, Apple Insider. And um, to go with that, uh, ZNet have, Apple's going to put a notch on your MacBook is nothing sacred. Um, basically, these, of course, spring from um I think, a patently Apple um, report, but um, as ever, they come from an Apple patent filing. Um, I'm not really surprised about Apple wanting to put Face ID on your Mac. The thing here about a notch is that in the diagrams, which we all know that um, patent diagrams are very, very, generic and also written so idiots can understand what's going on um they've indicated kind of a notch in the screen uh i can't see any reason uh for there to be a need for a notch because no desktop or laptop um, Mac has an edge to edge screen, and this diagram certainly does not indicate edge to edge screens. So,
4: I was going to say, the only thing I can think of is maybe uh, there, there, there's going to be newer MacBooks coming out with uh, very, very thin bezels, because um, a lot of the computers have gone that way now with very, very thin bezels, or near to no bezels. Um, so you would need them a, a notch of some kind to squeeze on a face ID Possibly it might be something to do with that, but that's just a guess.
1: Yeah I mean, I know I don't have the newest MacBook, but even the newest MacBooks do not have um, You know don't have no black bezel do they don't they don't have you know, OLED screens that go right out to the very edge so I don't see any any reason that you'd need a notch and um
4: and you've got a you have got a uh, camera anyway. Um so you would think that would be built into that same area.
1: Exactly. She, I mean if you, you on, I, I I personally, you know, don't <laughs> this is just my take, um, is that there's no need for a notch. I think that notch is merely there to kind of really emphasize to whoever's looking at the um diagram that you would need some kind of space for the embedded uh, you know, light casting Depth measuring cameras.
3: Yeah, maybe, oh. maybe Apple is assuming that the person they're sending the patent drawings to is a Android user, and they've never they've never seen a they've never seen a you know, they, they, so they wouldn't just be able to put it up in the bezel because it would just freak them out. They wouldn't understand it. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Who it knows? is just a drawing. I don't think it means anything.
1: I don't think it means anything either. No. My um, bezel was...
3: on my iMac I'm looking at has about an inch
4: up there. They could put all kinds of cameras up there. Exactly. You know. Yeah, go on. I was going to say, the surprising thing is, why did Apple not go down this route? First of all, because they added the the fingerprint recognition um, button on laptops, and it's it's an awkward thing to get your finger onto, and it's only one finger, basically, uh, whereas face recognition, it's your full face. So I'm I'm surprised they didn't go with Face ID a long, long, long time ago. I mean, if you look at Surface, Microsoft Surface, they use the face recognition to open up all the time i've done for some years
1: yeah that is true um and uh, obviously you know in in the same light i mean the um the newer ipads have face id and they don't have much mm. so they can if you can uh you know if you can squeeze the you know, the Face ID array into the bezels of um, an iPad, I do not think that you need a a notch in a a computer screen, be it a laptop or a a desktop. Certainly not on a desktop. It does make you wonder, though, why they
3: haven't put it in their MacBooks and iMacs. I mean, they have plenty of room in all of them and there's no i mean it, the angles that you look at an ipad are much different than the angles that you you could pretty much under know where someone's going to look at your your macbook or your imac and I, I don't understand why it hasn't been in there it works great on all the devices that i've seen it on and it's not on you know their biggest device which it would be easy to implement
1: no exactly very its uh, slightly strange the only thing i could think of originally was that um you know, the cost, I mean, relatively, but then again, you know, relative to the cost of a of a MacBook or, or a desktop, it, it how big a proportion, you know, a proportional hike would you need? Not very much, I mean.
3: Right, and people are paying whatever for Macs anyway, so it doesn't, I mean, you know, it's not like they're cheap to begin with.
1: No, exactly. Not, you know, it's not like you're talking about a, a sort of a $400 cheap laptop and that if you put face id a decent face id in it it's going to you know jack the price up by 25 percent
4: um uh, in a way it's a wee bit uh typical apple because apple have resisted for years putting touchscreens on laptops and they have resisted putting in face id and you and Rather than go for the face ID, they've gone for the fingerprint recognition. Yeah, you look how long it took them to actually admit by replacing the keyboards with the butterfly mm. keyboards. Apple's been a bit funny over the last few years with decisions that they've made. Um, it could just be Apple's just dragging their feet.
1: That is true. Well, of course, um, the other thing, I think, is that uh, Apple love to have something new. So... You know, it's kind of like if they bring it all out at once. What? You've got nothing, <laughs> no further mm-hmm. to go. You know, nothing else to offer. Um, and we're, we're being joined now by Donny, who was uh, on the original guest list. Donnie Yankalo, uh who has managed to get the clock changed US, <laughs> UK timings. You know, I it always That's... messes
0: me up, you know that. <laughs> Out of I, I looked it up yesterday to make sure I had it right and it said 10:30 my time so I don't I think your time change messed up the website I don't know
1: <laughs> <laughs> never mind never mind it happens it happens to everybody uh, it just took me
0: 15 minutes for my computer to see my bluetooth mouse and uh trackboard and keyboard so I wouldn't have joined you probably on time anyway
1: well, we didn't actually, uh, we didn't actually start until, uh, probably nearly half an hour after the, uh, original time, partly because we were just idly yakking and, uh, partly because we were waiting for you, but that's, uh, oh, there you go. About no, that. no, no, it's all right. We said, oh, you know, I, maybe Donny's running behind. Maybe he's got the times mixed up. Maybe he's moved the hour the wrong direction or something. It's, uh, never mind. You're here now. And that's all that matters though. Um, there we go so donny uh obviously you were listening for part of that discussion about uh the base id what, what's your take on that Matt?
0: i only heard the last couple of minutes so i don't you might have to fill me in on what you were really talking about oh, well
1: basically it did the, the story um comes from um there's a couple of i've got a couple of links here apple insider and, and ZNet. um but as per usual it comes from an apple uh patent um and it's talking about effectively putting Face ID in uh, Apple laptops and desktops. Um, but both of their headlines go, oh, oh my God, and a notch. But as far as we could figure out, the only reason that there might be a notch in these diagrams is to make it clear to some idiot reading the patent what they're talking about. I mean, there's no, there's no, we, we can see no reason for a desktop or a laptop to need a notch in the screen for the yeah, Face already, ID. There's can, already space there. Yeah, there's plenty of space, isn't there? Loads of space. No need to put a notch in the bloody screen.
0: Unless they're going to go edge to edge with
1: those two. Well, that was the only that was the only reason we could think. But neither of these diagrams... I mean, the diagram of the desktop has got honking great bezels on it. It's like the most generic-looking monitor-type thing in the world with a huge bezel on it. So uh, well, the, I, the,
4: I can... The, the diagram of the eye might looks like it's uh, from about 10... Uh, Five, ten
1: years ago. I was going to say, I mm. look at, if if it had a slightly bigger bottom chin, it would be looking distinctly like a white iMac of the sort of mm-hmm. G5. Era. So there you go. Um, you know what? Honestly, the, I
0: don't even notice the notch on my phone, so I don't think you'd even notice it if there was one on the computer.
1: No, uh, you know, I don't, I don't actually think you would notice, but um, I don't see that there would be any reason to put one. I think it's purely indicative. Um, in the you know in the diagram to make it clear what they're talking about but who knows uh and of course with apple patents some go somewhere and some do not so there we are uh so um apparently apple has admitted that some macbook air anti-reflective coatings can exhibit issues i mean I think uh, we can all remember there was a bit of a debacle, uh, I don't know, about a couple of years ago about... Um,
4: roughly 2013 uh, or 15, some, somewhere around that time, I think it was.
1: Yeah, uh, when people had problems yeah. with delaminating.
4: Yeah, um, well, I had one of the MacBook's, um 13-inch models with the delaminated screens, and I had to get a replacement screen. Which we've done for free of charge, but uh, yeah, some people have really bad uh, delamination. Others yeah. have mild. Mine is mild. We've been there before.
1: Yep. Um, apparently, Apple has sent a memo to Apple-authorised service providers that warned Retina displays on some MacBook, MacBook Air and MacBook Pro computers can exhibit an anti-reflective coating issue. Um, there's been problems with the anti-reflective coatings uh dating back to 2012 according to this uh uh, cult of mac Mm -hmm. um this is the first reference to a macbook air
4: um it's obviously been a manufacturing issue and it's been a process that they've been using and all the types of screens i've had because uh, the MacBooks, uh, it's, I presume it's the older MacBooks which will be the noise screens. Yes, this screens. is yeah.
1: um, no, no. Um, this one no? actually doesn't. The link I've put in here doesn't. Let me just go back to my other mm. notes, which um, because I found this. Uh, this oh, nice. was in, yeah, it does uh, say retinas. Yeah, nice.
4: So it must have been the second
1: generation. Yeah, the, this is the Retina, retina ones. Um, oh. Right, The Verge have um, Apple reportedly says macbook air anti-reflective coating can smudge is this from MacBook people that, Air models with written a display sorry donnie yes yeah.
3: no it is ronnie i was just going to say is this from people trying to touch their screens thinking they have a ipad or what what's the <laughs> who's touching their screens Apparently, as much
1: yeah what do we what do we have here uh, macbook air models with written displays may have issues with their anti-reflective coating causing the laptop screen to look blotchy According to Mac Rumours, which obtained an internal memo from Apple, um, the anti-reflective coating used to cut glare and make the display easier to see is prone to wearing off due to pressure from the laptop's keys and trackpad or the use of cleaning solutions.
4: Yeah, if you look at the uh, of Mac article about it, you can see where the trackpad is and the keys. My, my, my one was... Uh the wear was caused at the, the you know the wee um the wee notch for lifting the lid the, the screen up mm-hmm. when you put your, with the um cameras because you've put your finger in to lift the screen up um that's where it was going in mine but uh some some, some people have really, really bad uh, wear
1: yes the d de-lam- the delaminated screen yeah right, that's, really. yeah could be really very bad indeed mm-hmm.
4: The other good thing about it is once you get your display replaced, you've actually got a brand new
1: display. So that's one
4: item that's not going to wear out any time soon. And it's going to get replaced under warranty. So, I, right, think the, I think the
3: bigger issue is that, is it a systematic issue with an Apple that this kind of thing continues to happen? Or is it just one of those things? Like it, there's always, like it took them years to say, Hey, the keyboard is bad. You know, uh, it seems to be happening mm. quite frequently. So, is it happening more now than it used to is it because of their scale because they're so huge what's the what's the issue you know did this always happen and we just have a, a history we just have a belief in the past that everything Apple was great and now it's not i don't you know there's a lot of questions that could that this could bring up as opposed to just the fact that it's happening you know
1: yeah yeah definitely um i would say delamination issue was Different. I'm pretty sure that was a, some kind of manufacturing issue because not everybody had it. Um, obviously, this, from the sound of it, where it says, um, you know, may exhibit wear from the keys, I would think we're talking about butterfly period MacBook Airs. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, possibly we are, aren't we? Retina screen MacBook Airs, so we're talking about the, the 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 ones with the butterfly keys. Now, the only thing I can think about that is that that you're talking about a, a tolerance, a clearance between the screen and the keys when it's shut being so small. That's it's
4: negligible. That's not uh, it's not a lot of um, space at all.
1: Well, exactly. Um, now, if yeah. You, I, it's a matter of they've tried to shave the tolerance so tight that the, mm-hmm. you know it, it's quite possible.
2: Making
4: the,
1: that they can be. You know, actually, that the keys are rubbing on the screen um, when it's closed. Um, I sometimes
2: think you know we make too much of these things. That if if it was um you know if 30 percent of all the Macs they made exhibited this problem, then that would be a big issue. But quite often these are fairly small numbers. Um, and anyone who's in manufacturing knows that there are tolerance levels and that things sometimes go wrong. Um, I, yeah. So I, yeah. I, it, I see a lot of these things around. I mean, it must be annoying if it happens to you, um, but as long as Apple are going to repair it, what? Uh, it, it's hardly a story, is it really? Think, well, you know, yeah. some, it, some of them go wrong, some of them get fixed.
1: <laughs> as it, says it uh, Apple did not say in the memo if it will offer free repairs. Well, that's neither here nor there, is it? I mean, just because they don't explicitly say anything. Um, I yeah, Ronnie I think is right. There's you know, is it indicative of something else? We do keep hearing these stories, but at the same time, Apple is huge and as you say, Nick, you know, if you're producing, you know, millions upon millions of devices, then even a very small percentage failure is gonna show up as quote unquote a large number.
0: Um and, and and you know, these days if if the loudest people put one thing on the on Twitter or Facebook saying this is wrong with my Mac or my iPad or my phone and one of the Mac sites sees it, all of a sudden it's an article and it's a big issue. So sometimes a and, lot of these issues aren't really issues.
3: That
4: is aren't, also aren't a big true. Issue. You know Apple's no, usually pretty good at uh, fixing things for you. Um, they've got a good reputation for repairing and uh, getting it done for you know, for nothing.
2: I think it's fair to say that they're sometimes a little reluctant to admit there's a problem. Yeah,
4: they, they, they are, yeah. <laughs> but, they, they'll,
3: they'll, but they
2: eventually they'll... do, and they eventually get it fixed. <laughs>
3: hmm. well, I think this could also be one of those things that uh, will probably get fixed now that Johnny Ive is gone. I'm not saying anything bad about Johnny Ive, but he had a Uh, An obsession to make things thinner, 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 thinner. So the ability to make things just a little thicker to not have the keys touch the screen as much was probably something, you know. And I don't know, I'm not at Apple, but. You can see the you know the fact that the keyboard was bad because they had a they just wanted to make it thin. This could be one of those same things where just that micrometer or whatever we don't use I, we don't yeah, we don't use those things exactly. over here in the u s but whatever you know
1: yeah and I, I i agree with you there I think that that is almost exactly it my thought particularly when they're describing that you know they're talking about the MacBook air and we're talking about the butterfly keyboard models I'm thinking is this a case of you know just we can shave a tenth of a millimeter out of that yeah that tenth of a millimeter air gap stops the keys rubbing on the on the screen and scratching your anti-reflective coating uh, i really do think that that's probably the the root of that one i mean my my macbook pro is a, a 2013 retina and obviously that's got the recessed uh, chiclet keys but the the screen is when you shut it it's got it's got a rubber it's got a rubber inset around the outside of the screen like a bumper like a yeah a bumper and that's probably half a millimeter deep so that when you you know when you close your laptop there's a good uh, at least half a millimeter air gap between you
3: you know i couldn't handle that that would be that had to be gone
1: no 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 not (laughs) when the uh when the screen is closed you can't see a gap i mean it keeps the glass a good half a millimeter clear of the top of the keys
3: right well it makes sense but the eye of it wouldn't make sense
1: no Oh, we could shave that down to a tenth of a millimeter <laughs> yeah except the tolerance if the tolerances aren't within a tenth of a millimeter you're going to get keys rubbing on your glass i mean right. you're going to get an issue you're right. you're
4: but you'll also get the problem of um, how you transport your device. Um, if your laptop's on a table all the time um, and it's only been closed, you know, without pressure, uh, the keys shouldn't really rub against the, the screen um, heavily. But if you've got it in a case or in a, you know, some kind of bag, you're getting pressure against the, the, the computer. So you're squeezing the display and the body together even by a small amount, so that will start rubbing against uh, the the Well, again, yeah, precisely. So, yeah. So, so it depends on the use of the, the device. You know, if you're, you're a road warrior, well, you're more likely to find that's where the, your skin's going to get damaged. But like myself, it was only a minor thing that was lifting the, the, the lid up. I suppose it depends on your use. You're folding it wrong. <laughs> you're folding it wrong. Yes, you're so. folding
1: it wrong. But the, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. But I, I think the it's, it's, a, that... it's a very thin film. Yeah, you know, th- time for someone to do some YouTube Squeezegate videos. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I do agree that I a lot of these issues I do believe um, come down to the the Ivesian obsession with thinness to the point of you no. Know, I, I think. Johnny did some really great work, and he's a really brilliant, you know, um, industrial designer. But I think at the end, there, were, he, there was nobody to say to him, enough, enough. We don't need to shave another tenth of a millimetre off. What does it achieve? And if you, you've just taken the tolerances down to so tiny that you're just asking for trouble. That's my, you know. That's my view on it and i noticed you know you you will notice in several of the newer devices they are just just that fraction you know bigger or thicker or heavier than the previous ones um i noticed that the macbook air you know 2020 is just a smidgen thicker than the 2019 model um, right it,
4: um,
3: it took that to get the keys in right but also
4: i think that yeah it just helps exactly when you look at the 2020 iPads Pro. It's exactly the same thickness, and it's suffering the same problem. Well, allegedly, it's suffering the same problem of uh, the previous iPad Pro, where the bending of it is mm. too easy to to bend it. They're, they're still making things weave it too thin. How,
0: how many people are actually going to take their iPad and try to bend it?
4: <laughs> no, 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 no. You, uh, if you if you like me, and uh, rather comes at time, um, sitting on the, on the couch <laughs> wouldn't do it much what? good. Yeah. I've got I've got the old iPad Pro um, And I've sat on it a few times uh, Fortunately it's thick enough to survive My weight It's still thicker <laughs> though
3: It's thicker than the 10.5 inch Pro right When they went from the 10.5 to the 11 and the 12.9
4: Those devices are thicker than the 10.5 I'm pretty sure mm. Well the new ones look As far as I can tell the new ones are just exactly the same as the old ones. Um, oh, somebody, one threw, one. somebody opened the one up and um, looks little the same Sherlock.
3: Well, I know the eleven and the twelve point nine; they didn't change at all. But I'm talking about, like, I have a ten and a half inch air. I mean, a ten and a half inch Pro. The previous year, just before they came out with the eleven inch, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that ten and a half inch is thinner than the eleven inch. I'm not positive. Could I'm not be. positive. I have one sitting here, but I, yeah, haven't none the comparison,
4: you haven't yeah. done the vent test, no, no,
3: <laughs> not, not at all. No, I just I, I play Minecraft it. on it, so I don't need to bend it. You could do a live demonstration for us,
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no.
3: I, I think I'll pass. My wife does have the 11 inch, so I guess I could do the comparison, and but uh, yeah, no bending.
1: No
0: bending. I'm bend. if to bend it
1: all the way, it'll be in a business event, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh oh, dear there we are there we are moving on shall we move on um Apple has released a coronas a coronavirus screening app and website in partnership with the cdc apparently um this was on CNN um probably not really a huge amount to say about this uh Apple on Friday released a uh website which uh for what was worth is at dot com slash covid19 unsurprisingly uh this tool can help you understand what to do next about covid19 let's look out for each other by knowing our status trying not to infect others and reserving care for those in need um and then you can start screening um and apparently, to go with this, an iOS app, which allows users to screen themselves for coronavirus symptoms, marking, other, uh, marking another response to the pandemic by the major tech platform. And uh, yeah, here we are. Are you experiencing any of these symptoms? Fever, chills, sweating, uh, painful breathing coughing, your throat, etc., etc. Um As I say, probably not a huge amount to be said about that. Uh, and, and don't anybody got anything to say about that, really?
3: No, I was just looking at it just now. It's, you know, it's got some links that you can also tap on, and it takes you to, you know, like a whole special Apple News Spotlight on COVID-19, and, and it seems like a nice app. I'm sure it's useful. I don't have any of the – I did this whole screening process, and I don't have any of them, so it didn't tell me to do anything. It was developed with the CDC, the White House, and FEMA. So if it has anything to do with the White House, I'm not so sure it's accurate, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> Can you access the app, um, Simon? Um, the... According to Alice in the Slack, it's U.S. only. Is it? Um, well, it's the CDC. It's um... the
1: CDC, so yep. I suppose, yeah. That's, um... I
0: thought maybe it would also could be you know, some legal restrictions on putting something like that in other countries what we seem to
4: get is um links to a page. Um you find it on Safari or other things. It'll come up or YouTube and It'll come up with a, a link
1: to your know, click on here to get information. Right. Well I can get um I can get the I can get the web. Um Yeah, that I would think. But is yeah, the app in good. your app store? I'm just going to have to have a look.
3: I don't think it I don't think it is. I think they can just look
4: at the website. Now what are we getting with? If you you open up the app store um, The first thing you'll see is Public service announcement Coronavirus UK government advice So that's probably the way we do it here If you want to get information Um, I don't think it's a specific app for that though Let's
1: have a look App store Uh, Right There's there's a
4: CDC health and fitness Uh, app I don't think that's it Oh, hang on. Uh, CDC Home Centers for Disease and Control, uh, Disease Control and Prevention. Um, so there is, there is. A, we there haven't. Is, you can't get it here.
1: I've got an NHS app. Um, mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't. Oh, CDC Health and Fitness. but yeah. that's not the specific. It, it's called Apple um, COVID
2: nineteen. Right. I mean, yeah. in the UK, they're going to push the the NHS, aren't they, So.
1: Yes,
2: I, I it's, unlike, that, it's you know, unlikely
4: it's they're going to have both of them. Mm. Go, going by what I've got here, it just says it's not there's no results over here for it. Apple COVID-19. No, so it must be US one
1: uh, only. No, no, no sign of it in my app store, but you can reach it from the website. Um, but we have here in our um, in our app store, we have an, an NHS app providing basically the same. Um, I have to say, you are talking about the White House. I saw the I saw the uh, the footage of uh, President Trump signing some document and then handing everybody around the table a uh, you know a pen. And um, <laughs> somebody wittily uh, com- commented on on Twitter below that, "Have some virus." And you, and you, and you, and you. Uh,
3: Who could spend all day talking about the oompa loompa, but.
1: I have to say, I have to say, yes, on that front, social distancing, you're not practicing what you're preaching, are you? You know, he's standing up on the podium with the doctor and a whole load of other people and they're all jammed in shoulder to shoulder. Right. Um, Contrast it with Angela Merkel from Germany, you know, and she's making a statement to the nation, and there was a shot of the studio, and like all the cameramen and sound men and everybody are all, all like, you know, 20 foot away. Uh,
3: That's the same thing with Trudeau. I've seen a couple of, you know, the Prime Minister from Canada, and he's always just by himself talking.
4: It's, yep. uh, it's very telling when you see Boris uh, has now got it. And, what?
1: Uh, yep. Yep. Um, almost unsurprising after he was basically bragging that he was still continuing to shake hands with everybody he met Mm -hmm. including COVID-19 patients in hospital Mm -hmm. which is a bit like are you an idiot I think we know the answer (laughs) (laughs) I think we all know the answer to that one yeah there we go there we go uh so there you are if you're in in the US it looks like you can download a COVID-19 screening tool for iOS um certainly for us here in the UK you can visit it on uh, Apple's website should you wish can't uh you know can't speak for the rest of the world um as Alistair has pointed out also Apple apparently has updated Siri with new CDC questionnaire for queries about the coronavirus um, again, I don't know if that will apply in, uh, you know, outside of the U.S., possibly not. Um,
2: yeah, I think if the um, if the other one isn't, then it's unlikely that the Siri one will be. So, yeah, I think we assume that's both U.S. only.
0: Screenshot in the article says answers from the U.S. Public Health Service in concert with the CDC. So it might just be U.S. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Almost certainly. Um, but there you go. That's that one.
0: All you have and... to do is ask Siri. If you have
1: coronavirus, you can give it a try and find out. <laughs> yeah, that is true. What else? Uh, Apple has made its Pro Video and Audio Editing software free to use for the 90 days. So there you go. If you fancied experimenting with uh, Logic or um, uh, what is it? Final Cut. What's the Final movie part. one? Final Cut Final Pro. Part. That's the one. I'm on blank there for a moment um now's the time to try you can uh you can have them free for 90 days not the normal uh 30 um actually logic wasn't available on a free trial at all was it which one was it i don't
3: know um i'm not cool enough to use those think, items so i have no clue
1: i think i think you could i think you could trial final cut pro but not logic i can't recall now Anyway, I um, do you know if,
0: if if you're a college student, you can get I think both and motion and the whole package. I think for two hundred dollars, if I'm right.
1: Wow. Um, here we are. What does it say here? Uh, Final Cut Pro tens free trial period is now extended from thirty to ninety days. Uh, you will have to pay $300 for a license when it's over, but you have three months to master the video editing application before you decide if it's worth it. Um, Apple will also roll out a free trial version of Logic Pro ten for the first time, which normally costs $200. Um, but Apple will be giving users 90 days to test it at no cost. Um, unclear when this version will be available, but it's likely to come out in the next few days, um, according to Engadget. Mm. So, um, mm. ah, right and uh, yeah, Donnie, if you can, but if you so, if you can get both of those for $200, if that's what you're into, um, as you a student, Final actually, Cut
0: Pro, Logic Pro, Motion 5, Compressor, and Mainstage. All for $200 if you're a student, I guess with the understanding it's not supposed to use for, be used for professional use But I'll yeah, yeah, do a link, yeah, you can put right. it in the show notes
1: Okay, so um, if you're a student, apparently you can get the whole production package for $200, bargain If uh, Well, it's a, a bargain if you're actually going to use it, of course <laughs> Not a bargain if it's just going to sit on your computer clogging up your hard drive
0: Well, now you have 90 days um, to see if, it, if you'll use it
1: That is true. Ninety days free to try it out. Um, an app, uh, an i o iPad OS um dark room photo editor has now been updated with full mouse and trackpad support. Apparently, um, I know quite a lot of you are photographers. Have you even heard of this uh, app? Any of
2: you?
0: I've heard of it. I've never used it, but um, I I thought you can just use the mouse in any app unless there's specific, um per app details, like menus or something, but I just thought if you hooked up the mouse, it would work in anything across the board.
1: Hmm. Sometimes they can add
0: some other stuff.
3: Yeah, I, I, I
1: can only assume from this that they mean that they have specifically made sure that um, the features of the Darkroom photo editor work correctly, God I,
4: I've had Darkroom on my iPad for some time now, but um, I don't go on with it at all. Uh, very rarely use it uh, i tend more to use snapchat that i would like to see with um, mouse and tracks pad support but at the same time i don't know i'm back to this thing about ipads they're trying to make trying to make the ipad into a computer when it's not a computer mm-hmm. uh, i don't know why, what's, what's going on at all I suspect they're trying to compete against Microsoft Surface um, Pro devices, which have had mouse and trackpad capability for many, many years now. It seems a bit of a um, Heath Robinson walk around to me. Actually,
3: my my opinion, and I I've used it now that it works with the Magic Mouse. In the beta period, it didn't work with the Magic Mouse, but now Mm -hmm. that they've came out with it, does. And and I honestly, I really enjoy it. I play some games on there that uh, I had on there and the touch screen just didn't work very well. And a good thing about it is if you don't need it, you'll Mm -hmm. never even know it's there. I mean, it works the exact same as it's always worked. So I think it's just a, just a little added benefit if you do. And for some of the turn-based games that I like to play, it works very well. I mean, I also like to play Minecraft and I hope they add it to that. So you get full keyboard support, like you're playing it on a Mac, but I don't see any reason why they should have done it. And I, and I think they were very clever with the actual cursor, how it snaps into place and such.
4: Yeah.
3: I really think they did a good job with it. But uh, like you, I don't necessarily think it's the what the iPad was made for, but since it doesn't uh, subtract anything. And, and what I think with the Surface was they actually, you know, in the past when they tried to do it originally, there was a lot of subtractions to it because they it was a mouse interfaced uh, OS and they tried to make a touch interface use it while still using a mouse. iPad came out the opposite way where it was a touch base, but now they've added mouse to it. So it actually Mm -hmm. actually works quite well. If you were trying to use Windows 7, uh, put into a tablet and then trying to use your finger on it, you couldn't hit all the touch targets because they were too small. So I think Apple went the right direction and now they've added it in when they're ready. Microsoft to me went the wrong direction. And they've always had it, but it just never worked right until, you know, now they've got bigger touch targets and it actually makes sense. But prior to that, it didn't.
4: You you think it's you find it much easier to to use the mouse trackpad with the iPod and most apps?
3: Um, I find it. I find it fine. I haven't had a single app yet that I have had any issues with using it. I, I enjoy it. And Plus, I going? don't like smudges all over my screen, so it works even better.
4: Yeah, but do you do you find it's like the go to the go to thing you'll do now when you start up your iPad? You'll go straight to a mouse or a trackpad, or you still just go straight to the touchscreen?
3: So, so it all depends. I typically, honestly, I use the Folio because I have the ten and a half inch Pro, and I have the Apple mm-hmm. Smart Folio keyboard or whatever, and I haven't really been using the screen. With the with the keyboard shortcuts, you know, Command Tab and Command Space, I haven't really been using the touch that much at all, anyway. And mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, I'm not one that reads mine, so I don't like take it off and put it in portrait mode and read it and scroll. I do everything in uh, landscape mode while I'm typing or whatever. So to me, it worked out perfect. I know, understand, I understand that some people may use it different ways, and I, I, you know, even though that keyboard that they brought out is crazily expensive. Uh, the fact that you can just take it off so easily and and turn it to portrait and read, I think they've kind of addressed both issues.
0: I think it benefits people um, like my wife who have a MacBook air, but it's kind of like on the, on the end of life, but she doesn't want to pay for a new laptop, but she mostly uses a laptop for typing and, and uh, email and internet and stuff. But she doesn't like how she can type on the iPad with having to, insert the cursor where she wants to go or cut and paste and all that stuff. So now that she can have the option of using a mouse or the trackpad along with the keyboard on a on an iPad, I think if the MacBook actually does die or she can't use it anymore, this provides a, a way for her to use the iPad more similar to the laptop as far as typing, but she'll still use the iPad other ways, just like a regular iPad. So I, w- I don't see myself using it, but and I've tried it. It's it was nothing
4: special, but it worked. I mean, so it's really down to use case. You know what you're going to use um, the iPad for, and what apps you're using on the iPad. I mean, I I, I tend to quite often use a Bluetooth keyboard uh, when I want to type uh, documents and stuff, uh, you know, articles and that, because I find it much more convenient than trying to touch on the screen. Um, I mean, the, the, this new Smart Key uh, Case, what's it called? I've forgotten the name of it now. The Apple Smart Case. (laughs) I don't even know what they call it. It it, it, it just looks precarious. I mean, they show you someone using it on the lap, and it just looks like it would fall over. Uh, Magic Keyboard. Magic Keyboard, that's it.
1: Yeah, they're um, calling it Magic Keyboard, just like all the other Magic Keyboards. I can't, they're all Magic I can't, Keyboards now.
4: I can't help feeling Apple is trying... It's trying to catch up with uh, Microsoft um, Surface Pros, but they're also trying to uh, make part the iPod a computer, as they've been basically stating all these years, um, and it's a halfway house. I feel that what they should have done was... Make a pro iPad that works with macOS, and you do the keyboard, the mouse, and all the rest of it. And that gives a professional a professional tablet, again like the Surface Pro. And for the general consumer, uh, give them an iOS-based device. I just feel that I just feel that uh, iOS and iPads are, are they're trying to make it in the computers. I've said already. And it's it's a bit of a mess. Time will tell. I may be proven wrong, probably will be proven wrong, but I just don't
3: know. Well, I I think uh, the note down a little further about Apple to launch Arm Max is going to be kind of what you're talking about. I don't think they've had the power to do that in the past the way they Mm -hmm. have wanted to in in, in 2021 or whenever it comes out. Then that'll happen. You'll have sort of a device that looks exactly like an iPad but runs macOS. In mm-hmm. my
4: opinion, but is that not going to be more uh, down the laptop line? These new processors. Or do yeah, you think yeah. will come into the iPad.
3: But I mean, basically, right now with the new with the new uh, bezels that they put on the MacBook Air, I mean, mm-hmm. it basically looks just like an iPad, right? It's just a uh, just runs Mac OS. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, I,
2: in some I mean, ways, if you,
3: just, I, if you just rip the rip the screen off.
2: Yeah, in some ways, I I agree with what uh, uh, with what Jack, James is saying. Um, I think that, um, unfortunately, we live in a world where, or maybe fortunately we live in a world where people seem to want the opposite of what they're actually given. And what people would really like is something that is a laptop and is an iPad uh, and is the best of both. And uh, there's there's never any conflict in in design or, but the, the truth is that that doesn't really work and um i i I feel that um apple are just trying to do what the users want Uh, but the fact is i I mean i think apple years ago knew what their users wanted (laughs) and they they gave them what what they told them at one time what what they what they wanted and this this is it um these days they seem to have stepped back and while i'm really happy that they've put they've relaxed some of the um the uh, structure that they put around their separate iPads and separate laptops and and all that sort of stuff. Um, If they're not careful, they do, it will become a bit of a mess in between the two.
3: Yeah, but uh, so at the expense of just not moving forward, they shouldn't do any of that stuff. That's my, my, My point is that they haven't done anything to stop someone from using the iPad in the exact same way that they've always used it. And they came at it from a completely different angle than Microsoft did. And it yes. took Microsoft Micro. yeah. many, many, many years to get anything close to correct on a tablet. I mean the reason why no one bought Microsoft tablets is because they sucked. Now they finally <laughs> they finally got to a point where they're pretty good, pretty darn good. But they came at it from the wrong direction. Apple came at it from the right direction. I don't see I, I personally think that it's completely fine. And and I would agree that in the old days, Apple made the decision for you, and now they're kind of allowing their users to make the decisions. But I don't think that's always a bad idea. So, I mean, obviously, if it, it was, if they said the reason why they haven't done macOS on a on a tablet is because it was always touch base and macOS wouldn't work for touch base. So, I, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's I think it's great. Honestly,
2: good. I can see that it works. I can see that it really works really well for some people. And some people have always wanted this. Um, uh, uh, But there are other users. I mean, the way I use my iPad, a a, a keyboard and everything would just get in the way. Um, And I think there probably are those different sorts of users. There are people who really want to use it as a sort of a a production machine, a machine where they can type lots of stuff on, where they can interact with it in a much more computer-like way. And there are those who will still want to use it as a touch device. And... I completely agree with you about the fact that you know they've given, they are giving people the option to do both. That's good. And
3: and the thing is that when the original iPad came out, there's no way it had enough power to do anything that would have been considered like a pro thing. So it didn't need any, it didn't need anything pro. Nowadays, the you know I think the iPad Pro is as fast as the MacBook Air or faster. So why not have it have the ability to do some pro functions?
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're trying to leverage the Mac, the iPad Pro to become a replacement for the lower end MacBook at some point down the line and maybe even become a hybrid type of device so that they don't have to keep – they can just focus on a Pro laptop and not have a consumer laptop anymore. And they can eventually at some point this might become a – they're slowly making it a mix of the two yeah, that
1: Interesting. some idea.
0: people can replace a laptop with. I mean, a lot of people could use this instead of a laptop right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean.
0: I would say I, most,
3: not, not any of the pro people, obviously, but to, to your person that just opens up and, you know, reads some an email and looks at online, right. which is like probably 90% of the human beings on the planet, they could just,
0: they would be fine with it. I mean, it prints. Yeah. It, there's apps that can do photos. They can store things in the cloud, so you don't have to worry about storage. The only time don't. <laughs> on it ninety nine percent of the time.
3: The only time I ever use my Mac is when I am doing recording a podcast. Otherwise, I don't even turn it on. I just use my iPad for everything. My iPad and iPhone.
4: I, I suppose uh, one of the good things about the touch uh, touch uh, touch pads and uh, mouse control um, it'll be quite good for fine control over photo apps. I um, think well, things like um uh, fusion um you know editing videos and that kind of thing uh, might be a wee bit easier to cut and paste and um scroll finer because uh, many many a time you 've used your finger to to adjust something and you miss the mark uh, so you know Uh, if i if i can get myself a you know i've got a one apple pencil which is probably going to give me the control if i would actually use it um but if i get a mouse it'll work with uh maybe it a try
1: and just see if it works out any better um i I mean i believe i mean any i think any uh bluetooth (coughs) mouse should work you don't have to you know you don't have to oh yeah yeah it's just
4: i don't have a bluetooth mouse at the moment uh, I think
0: some of them may not. My neighbor um, <clears throat> asked me the other day about it. He was trying to get it to work with his Bluetooth mouse, and it wasn't working right at all. So I think I don't know if there's a if it has to be Bluetooth 4.0 or if it has to be certain requirements. But apparently, not all of them work.
3: Yeah, and like the, the original Magic Trackpad won't work, but the Magic Trackpad 2 will. The original Magic Trackpad will work. It will hook up, and you can use it as a pointer, but it doesn't do any of the gestures like the Magic Trackpad 2 does.
1: No. Okay. But what I'm saying is if you wanted to – like, you know, Jim's saying, you know, maybe he should try out the mouse he should. with his he should. iPad fun. to see, you know, to see if it, um, if it helps him with his, you know, precision. Right. Can't um, hurt to try it. Mm-hmm. and you can you know the worst any any bluetooth mouse should probably handle that yeah you won't get the swipe gestures and all the rest but if all oh. you're interested in is the ability to you know move the sliders more carefully oh. top tip i don't know i don't know if this applies on the ipad because i don't have one but a top tip for fine control of um moving you know your pointer on uh, using the trackpad on either the Magic Trackpad or your, you uh, know, your laptop pat- trackpad is if you if you want to make very fine uh, movements of the of the pointer, keep your finger still and simply roll your fingertips lightly. Um, mm. That would give you very fine, rather than actually trying to move your finger a very small amount. Mm-hmm. Um, small, you can make very finer uh, adjustments by simply rolling the tip of your finger on the trackpad. Yeah left or no. right or up or down i
4: know unfortunately my apple mouse uh, died many years ago uh, the wi-fi went or the bluetooth whether it connects by uh kept failing so unfortunately i must. and they're not cheap are they they
1: are not cheap things 80 quid no they're not <laughs> no there we are um yeah a, a interesting discussion i I think Ronnie's right that Apple have gone about it the right way because they're adding these features um, one by one for people who want them. But if you don't care about them, they're not affecting the way that the uh, the iPad works. You don't have to have them at all, um, which I think is definitely the right way to be going. You know, should add layers of complexity should be added without uh, remove. You know, without interfering with the original concept. So, you know, if you want to push it towards being a laptop replacement, more and more features are available. If you're not interested in that, well, fine. You know, you can just swipe away with your finger as you've always done. That's what I find Um,
3: interesting. Like Gruber was all mad about the discoverability, right? And it's like, yeah, those things aren't discoverable, but they don't need to be for 90% of the people command q is not discoverable for any other human being on the planet either but once they know about it then they understand what they can do with it you know command space who knows that means spotlight unless you've been using the mac for a while and you need to use those kind of things if you don't you're happy just loading the app from a click on the mouse there and, <laughs> T- it, and
1: everybody's fine bt and there you go because to me uh, command Space is and always will be the Zoom tool in uh, Adobe Creative uh, Apps. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's uh, similar
0: to the Pencil. Um, the Pencil there for people that use it, like me, for drawing and stuff. But if you don't need a Pencil, fi- the iPad still works just the same without it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, uh, i never yeah, used a pencil. Yeah. And for anybody, if anybody who, who wonders why, you know, what I do instead of uh, Command Space, uh, I still use uh, maybe because I'm an old-time Mac user. But if I want to search, Command F in the Finder is what you use. Thank you very much. I've never got on very much with Spotlight, to be honest. Thank you. Command F, good enough for me. Thank you very much. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, flashy Spotlight searches. Ah, oh, dear. Right, I tell you what, we've going for a while. Shall we take a five-minute break to get a cup of tea, and then we'll come back and wrap up the last couple of stories?
2: Sounds good.
5: Sounds good. Yep, sounds good. All right, and we'll be back after this short interlude. Hi, everybody. Here's another fun little musical parody. This one is Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Hi. Mm. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus And if we don't act quick in social distance It will mire us In a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July A super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus And if you got a better cough in your arm And if you got a better cough in your arm Now back in 1918, influenza had its run But half their docs were busy overseas with World War One. Today we have mass media and scientists to say If you don't want this virus, well then stay six feet away Super damn important that we practice isolation cause we're asymptomatic while it's in incubation will overwhelm our hospitals if there's not mitigation it's super damn important that we practice isolation if we don't do it them, we're all gonna die if we don't do it them, we're all gonna die and so I hope at last you take the lesson here to heart cause it's already scary and we're only at the start if you get bored just think of the immunocompromised who can't go much of anywhere unless it's sterilized oh super bad transmittable contagious awful virus us. If we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us. In a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July, a super bad transmittable, a super bad transmittable, a super bad transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Super bad transmittable, contagious, awful virus. And
1: after a short break to refresh ourselves with new cups of beverages, ah. Uh, We're back again. Um, Right, well, before we move on, I guess we should address the Ming-Chi Kuo rumor. Um, Apple to launch ARM Max in 2021. Um, Considering that Ming-Chi Kuo keeps on about ARM Max, it seems to me uh, he's simply pushed the date back because it doesn't look like it's going to happen this year. Um... (laughs) I'm just wondering if he's if he's just going on the uh you know, the Gene Munster principle, if he just keeps battering away for long enough, maybe he'll be right. Um and as somebody said in the break, makes no difference, he gets paid regardless. Um Uh, this link is to Gizmodo. Um We've
2: we've talked about it a lot, haven't we, in previous shows?
1: Uh, we have talked we have talked about um, it a lot and um And
2: I think a lot of us expect there to be our max at some point. But exactly when who knows
1: exactly
4: when indeed um i'm wondering what the how this will affect uh, macOS. os um, the ARM processors are supposed to be low powered uh, low heat um so it gives advantage you know long, longer battery life and uh you know reduced heat while the machine's working but um i suspect they need to rewrite mac os quite heavily oh yeah yeah yeah, it's, yeah but... it's, a, it's a bit it's a bit like uh going back to when mac os went from power pc to intel uh, It's be quite yeah a shift. or
1: 68k to power pc you know yeah. um well, As it we the price
4: it... of the, the devices that would be an advantage if it, if, if it did that
1: yeah i think that's a the arm <laughs> well i don't know the i mean the arm process is the sort of you know what 50 percent of the cost of an intel Mm -hmm. um, yeah but we're talking
2: about apple here
1: (laughs) yeah that is true uh uh, yeah quo says uh, this would reduce processor costs by 40 to 60 percent well i mean i know the processor is not all of your machine but um certainly wouldn't help um
4: the only worry i have is um how, how much software will stop working. Because if you look at, the, you know, harking back to the Surface uh, devices again, uh, Microsoft brought out the Surface Pro X or 10, whichever you want to call it. And uh, that's been that's been nobled by the lack of apps that actually work on it. So I'm worried that uh, going to ARM might cause some difficulties at the beginning. Um, you'd need to hope that all the major developers um, are
1: ready for the launch of these
4: things uh interesting i
1: it would be interesting. i'm pretty sure if if it happens um <coughs> and I, I as everybody knows i waver backwards and forwards but i'm more and more believing it will happen yeah. um i'm not convinced necessarily that apple will actually change all of their macs over to arm i could see them basically saying right the pro range so, you know, your MacBook Pro and your and your iMac Pro and obviously the Pro Tower would be running on Intel um, or x86 devices mm-hmm. and that the consumer devices... MacBook, yeah, might be, yeah, yeah. MacBook Air... Yeah, the Airs, yeah, yeah, MacBook or the MacBook Air would become... Um, or, I don't know, it's so difficult to predict what Apple might or might not do. Um, uh, I, mean, thing, this...
4: I was gonna say one thing is for sure, Intel and what's the other processing company, they'll be absolutely worried. Apple go down yep. that route.
2: IMD am um, yep.
1: Yeah. IMD, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ming Kuo has effectively pushed back his proposed uh, introduction of ARM Max into twenty twenty one. Um I'm sure he has, you know, more rumors dribbling into him than we have, but uh, and he's apparently you know, has a reasonably high strike rate, but um, on this one, I'm I'm just wondering if it's not the Gene Munster Apple TV. You know, ah, <laughs> uh, we are. Um, but these rumours will not die. This is that's the thing; they just will not give up, will they? Um, so maybe there is, you know, smoke and fire and all that. There we are. Uh, this, um, this is
2: uh, this is another example of what I was talking about earlier. Where <clears throat> it seems to me that we live in a world where everyone wants what they can't have. Or what what or what isn't available, <laughs> and so our yeah. Macs are something people think oh, I think that sounds cool, so I think we should have that um without really without really thinking through what the what would the reason for it would be and and again, we've talked before about the, the possibilities of the, um, the uh, it just it, giving up or more control of the whole process of building Macs and things but well, we'll see. We will have <laughs> like to. most of these things, it'll be interesting to see if he's saying it's 2022 in
1: 2020 or 2021. <laughs> that yeah, that, that that's true. But uh, you know, as I have said before, a lot of people, you know, um, Ronnie, I think said earlier, you know, the the iPad Pros are, you know, basically capable of similar performance to the, you know, the the laptops. Yes. Um
2: they've certainly become a lot more and, powerful, haven't they?
1: Yeah, I have, and uh, I, I, you know, I've said it before. I forget, I think a lot of people forget that ARM stands for Acorn, Acorn Risk Machines, and long before ARM was about mobile processors, they <laughs> they built desktop machines, the Acorn uh, computers of old, um, which were very highly regarded in their day. Um, Indeed. So yeah,
2: we, a we will
1: see. We will see what happens. Um, so, we haven't got many other stories, I'll be honest, so we'll probably hurry through those. Um, I've got a link here uh, from Tech Radar to the most convincing Apple iMac clone we've seen so far. Um, and uh, it says here it is hard not to be reminded of Apple's iconic all in one computer. And then there's a photograph of it, and uh, blatant rip off would probably be. <laughs> <laughs> a closer description Yes The, what's this, Onda B220 Is a Windows all-in-one computer Which looks exceptionally similar to Apple's machine <laughs> It does a great job of mimicking the iMac's aesthetic uh, But the similarities stop there Its specs are nothing special However, if you're looking for an iMac equivalent in appearance alone This is the best option around 370 US dollars Um, It's about two-thirds cheaper than the illustrious Inspiration um, and about 75% in the UK where the Mac is on sale for 1,049 GB pounds. There we go. Mm -hmm. I mean, flattery, imitation, and uh, make a sentence out of those words, I think.
4: (laughs) (laughs) How many will this sell before Uh, Apple
1: down? Yeah, that is true. Um, Weren't there tons of clones yeah. of the
0: um, the Rainbow IMAX when it first came out years ago that looked identical, if I remember
1: correctly? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, they'll probably sell most of them in, in China or anywhere where they can get away with it.
1: <laughs> I have to admit, I'm surprised that this thing is actually not being sued out of existence. Um, because... <laughs> It's, it, blatant rip-off is the kindest description I can give it, to be honest. I mean, they've even got the, you know, in this in this photograph, or no doubt, um, you know, PR image, it's even got a, you know, desktop background of a mountain with a night sky, which is um, reminiscent of Apple desktop backgrounds to boot. There Do you know, are. I
2: remember, I remember from many years ago going to an Acorn show once, and there was a small company that were putting out a spreadsheet um and i think the only reason they got away with it was because they were so small and they were selling so few of them um but honestly it was <laughs> it was such a blatant excel ripoff um it was unbelievable it looked like they were using excel and um I say I, I think probably the reason they got away with it at the time was just because they were such a small company selling into such a small market that Microsoft really couldn't be bothered, <laughs> oh, or there didn't was, even
1: know. A, yeah,
2: yeah.
4: There was a similar thing with the iPhone. Uh, there was some Chinese company making mm. um, not knockoffs, but they were they looked like iPhones. Just they yes. uh, yeah.
2: Well, there was that, that big. Um, there was that big. It, it was Samsung, wasn't it? And there was that big um Yeah yes. lawsuit that went on for years and years and years, which I think they eventually dropped, didn't they? Mm. Uh, what
1: does it say about yeah. So, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. Imitation. Mm.
4: Um mm-hmm. yeah. What Great you high high steel
1: one? and all that. Well i be buying one? one. Uh no, yeah. not looking at those specs, no. It looks like an iMac. <laughs> it's got an Intel seller on okay you no, think it, it would it be a, an ideal
4: Hackintosh machine? No. <laughs> no, it, it, no, it even sounds
2: underpowered for that. I mean, the fact is, um, before we started the show, I said that I was going to have a play with putting a Hackintosh together. Uh, and the, uh, the base unit that I bought for, from it is Lenovo. And that's got a Core i5 in it. Uh, and that only cost me just over 100 quid. So uh, I wouldn't go for a Celeron processor.
1: No. No, not at all. Um, uh, as they say there, you know, in that article, you know, we could imagine people buying them to put on reception desks where they just it looks flash. Yes, but, looks uh, posh.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> actual amount of, uh, you know, actual amount of horsepower required probably very little. Um, what else? Uh, apparently, I've got a couple of, uh, uh, I've got a couple of camera stories. Uh, Sony spins off camera business into a separate company um not a lot to say about that i'll be honest um sounds like a typical kind of uh you know business behavior if it continues if if the sony cameras do well as a separate division great and uh if not you can take them down without uh affecting your you know your corporate bottom line as it were mm-hmm.
4: that seems to be something to do with a boardroom struggle There's some sh- major shareholders forcing this on them i don't think Sony themselves wants to do it uh but this guy's kind of forcing the issue um i think he wants to you know uh, break all the groups of sony into separate companies but yeah
1: there we go um and the other one which i realise i have not put the correct link in for uh was their um the new polaroid instant uh camera um in the style and uh performance of the iconic sort of late 70s early 80s polaroids um well i can't find the link now which kind of knackers that story doesn't it for everybody else um
4: (laughs) if you're old enough if you're old enough and you can remember you know Polarizer old, They were quite bulky devices. Um quite a, quite good. You know, they were quite good for their time. Uh, instant photographs. But you've got that many competition, you you got Canon, you've got Fuji and probably a few others, um, you manufacture. Uh, much more compact printers. Um and you also I think Fuji have a full range of instant karma, similar to the polaroid but i guess i say much more compact so i don't know i don't know how well this is going to do Maybe a lot you know there might be a lot of it being nostalgia because uh, it, uh, well, it is quite a bulky device
1: i will i will find the i will try and find the link and put in the show mm. notes um I wish them the well. review of it uh, the, well let's face it the review of it described it as um it, it's a hundred dollars to buy the 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 photographs worked out. I think, if I recall correctly, he said about two to three dollars a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it produces, as he said, the sort of Polaroid pictures of old. Um, I would describe that as a bit of a dead loss be honest i mean nick uh got a little you've got a little instant photo printer haven't you um
2: yes yeah i have it's fun but the the, the but that's all it is really It's a little bit of fun uh just, yeah. the, the images it prints are only about two inches by one inch so they're quite small photos um but the idea is that you but, can stick them on fridges and things and that kind of thing
1: but i'm saying you can you know <laughs> as as um as jim's saying that you know that there are you know, there are plenty of ways that you can get instant photographs without effectively trying to recreate a nineteen seventies Polaroid camera. <laughs> yes with absolutely actual with, which actually spits out photographs out of the front and um you know has no real no real quality to it whatsoever. So there if, you go. Um pasted in the wrong link.
4: If, if they're going down the route of, of uh purchasing, um the old folding polaroids which made them more compact i think that would have been a better better choice um because they were, they were quite good uh whereas this this thing is a it's a fair fair device to hang around your neck or off your arm yeah time will tell how they do
2: yes it does look quite a large device haven't i've managed to call it up in front of me now the polaroid New- now
1: yes um
2: it says Polaroid, uh, Polaroid Originals has reclaimed the classic Polaroid, oh, can't say the Polaroid brand, and to celebrate, it's releasing a new $99 camera called the Polaroid Now. Like the One Step Two and the One Step Plus, this model works with eye type film, the type of film that the Impossible Project reverse-engineered from Polaroid's factory and continues to make. And if you're willing to pay a premium, it'll work with the classic. Battery operated six hundred formats too. Just seems a bit unnecessary, as you yeah. say.
1: Yeah, I don't um I'm guessing film
4: and the price of the film will be the deal breaker at the end of the day. Um Yeah.
1: You you've got yeah. to be very keen to spend that sort of money to uh, you know, at two or three dollars a shot to get um well, <laughs> what are effectively usually pretty poor <laughs> pictures. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, the Polaroid <laughs> technology was, you know, in its day, magical, but by modern standards, it's laughable. Um, so I, I can't really see that being a goer. I'm, I'm sorry. They also make a, an instant
0: printer that's a digital camera, so you can have the pictures saved and also printed at the same time.
5: Yeah, While which strikes me as a much better one.
1: Now, this one yeah. here
4: that's on the screen, uh, the Polaroid Pop, to touchscreen that's different from what was shown on the article because the article was showing the uh the old-fashioned polaroid so is yeah it, is well, it... that,
1: that's the po the, it's the polaroid one is the new one which ah, is right. basically a recre a, re- a recreation yeah i mean what Donny's ah, right. saying is why would you go and buy a polaroid one ah, right, when you can you. buy the the polaroid top which allows you to take proper digital photographs and mm-hmm. you know using their little printer mm-hmm. um it's more compact Print out Polaroid style photographs. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I can't see that being a goer, I'll be honest. It's a it, uh, bit of a joke, I think, that one. There we are. Um... That's about it, I think. Uh, the last thing is the Skylum are donating uh, €5 Euros from any purchase to uh, towards the fight against COVID-19 and to helping victims of the coronavirus pandemic. So, uh, you know, good on Skylum if you want to uh, buy Luminar or uh, Aurora or any of their product. Um, They will donate five euros towards, uh, you know, coronavirus uh, charities. And uh, they've just, by the way, introduced another update um, with lots of uh, more, you know, lovely features. Um, 4.2.1, I think. Anyway, there we are. Um, And I think we'll call that a show, lads, because we've run out of things to talk about, really.
4: Do you want to mention the VPN?
1: Oh no! Yes, James. Well done. Thank you. I've missed that one. Um, security and privacy. I've completely skipped over it in my in my rush. Um, a bug in iOS thirteen point three point one and later will may keep your VPN from encrypting traffic, uh, but there's a simple workaround. Um, Basically, when you turn on your VPN, it should uh, put all your connections through the encrypted tunnel. Um, Apparently, there is a bug which may cause some already open connections not to switch to the VPN, Um, particularly things like push notifications. Um, The simple fix uh, for now is uh, turn on your VPN, turn on airplane mode, which shuts everything off. then uh turn off airplane mode and then when everything reconnect it will go correctly through your vpn um that's that one yeah um until apple fix it and uh also zoom for ios update removes the feature which sent user data to facebook um most of Hmm. you have probably seen that uh zoom got a lot of uh black because uh obviously if you use sign in with facebook um why would you not expect them to be sending stuff to facebook but um apparently it was sending stuff to facebook uh regardless uh whether you signed in with facebook or not and whether or not you have a facebook account uh, there was a lot of backlash online about that so they have removed this quote unquote feature there we go thank you thank you for reminding me of those two uh james nearly missed them out
4: I and mean, the we um, uh are we bonkers phone and ios Thirteen point four. As it seems to stop you getting into your accounts um, on the two sites I've tried to go on, it's a couple of magazines. Where you log in, then you go to your account, and you try to log into your account. It throws you back out to uh, the login screen, and it seems to be constantly going back, you know, back to this. You, you know, you would not get into your account to make certain ch- changes and that. It works fine in macOS, so it's not it's not um it's not something to do with the actual company's websites. It just seems to be iOS 13.4 is stopping people accessing account details and not logging back out. It's a weird one. I've sent the report, a feedback report to Apple. Uh, just something to watch out for. If you're trying to log into an account on a, on an iOS device, you can't get in. Give it a try on your Mac.
2: Fair enough.
1: Oh no!
0: You still there?
4: I'm still here. Yes.
2: <laughs>
4: I think Simon likes going. Yeah, <laughs> oh, was he? Um,
2: it's gone very quiet anyway.
4: Yes, it's gone very quiet. <laughs> oh, Simon can't hear you.
2: Unless he's gone and got his uh, phone and he's trying to yeah. log into an account. He's I
4: on needs...
0: says he's he's off the call.
4: Only the four it's of the us the now. Colonel
2: Panic.
0: Oh no! Colonel Panic. Panic! Oh,
3: it's panic. It's panic! I guess that ends the children doesn't
2: it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it does.
4: <laughs> He's discovered another bug. <laughs> and is anybody actually finding iOS thirteen point four any better than previous? Um, I've certainly Mm -hmm. seen a difference to my iPhone Uh, one of the things that's disappeared is the the settings, uh, system settings uh, it's not showing the update that's not there Um, I I was finding it was actually leaving this uh, icon on to to see there was an update there and when there wasn't one that's gone and touch wood my problem with uh, connecting uh, getting uh, non-Belgium numbers my iPhone has gone. Oh, right.
2: Okay.
4: What was happening with me was uh, I'm on Virgin Media or a Virgin Mobile, and uh, every so often the phone would corrupt all the phone numbers. So when you dialed out, say, for a taxi, uh, you landed up with uh, a Belgian number. It's not a lot of good if you're in the pub, you know, and then you're trying (laughs) to get a taxi and it's a a Belgian company on your phone. Uh, So that seems to have rectified that problem. Um, the only the solution around it was to restart the phone, right. which was a bit of a pain. You had to do it two or three times in a day.
2: Yes. No, I've not. Uh, I've not updated to thirteen point four yet. <clears throat> so I've just checked, and um, it's sitting there waiting for me. Mm.
4: Well, this VPN thing doesn't appear to be uh, only on thirteen point four. It seems to affect the previous version as well. So uh, yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah, it wouldn't be. A problem going up to 13.4 I don't think. No. And has anybody else had problems with uh, Catalina?
2: Uh, I'm still not on yeah,
4: Catalina. Well, I'm stalling. On the only it, issue yeah. I've
0: had is with uh, this utility, not working right, but everything else works fine. I can't format like a USB drive or anything.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, right.
4: Well, I've yeah. stolen my heart because I've still got 32 app, uh, 32, 32-bit apps I've used. Um,
2: yeah, I just haven't got round to it really.
3: I'm on it. I don't have any issues with it, but like I said earlier, I don't really use my Mac that much anyway. My wife uses it, and she doesn't
2: have any issues with it. Yeah, I mean, I only use my Mac to to do this pod, join in with the, these podcasts, and um, I do a church magazine using Pages. That's about that's about it really for my iMac. In fact, I I'm suffering with a problem at the moment where my Mac just keeps. I don't think it's actually closing down, but the screen won't come back on. And it does it almost every day. So I don't quite know what's causing that. What kind of Mac are you weird. using? Uh, it's a 21 21.5-inch 2017
0: model. My Mac Mini, sometimes I have to disconnect the monitor from it and reconnect it because the signal doesn't get there for some reason. Uh, right, okay. I've heard other people having the same issue with the new Mac Mini.
2: Interesting. There used, used to be...
4: Used to be a setting in uh, system settings for uh, your know, wake from sleep.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I've been through all that and checked You've been that. Through that, that looks okay. Yeah.
4: You tried um, restarting?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, many times.
4: Many times. Yeah. Another option might be to reinstall mm-hmm. the OS Mac. Uh, oh, that's Michael another way,
2: or or even upgrade to uh, to uh, Catalina, I suppose. No, I could I, get round with
4: it. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise that, by the way. Not unless like you've got oh, a carbon copy. Right,
2: are oh, you back?
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, lads, my my machine bloody just restarted it, so.
2: <laughs> we wondered why there was a big gap of about uh, two minutes with no one speaking. <laughs>
1: My my machine went it just like it just froze up and I thought, Oh all right, okay, it completely frozen and it, all all the all the um all the recording dials were still going so I thought, Oh all right, I'm I'm stuck in in Quip, I'll do a force quit. So I went to do force quit um Quip well, and the machine just bloody restarted itself. Um so I might need your recording, Nick. <laughs> okay.
2: Well it's here. I don't I don't think you missed much.
1: Oh, I'm all thrown out of sorts now. I'm all off the yeah, I think we're just about
2: to um, uh, I think you're back up. sign off.
1: Yeah, I think we are about to sign off. So, uh, yeah, it couldn't have waited another two minutes, could it? There you go. Um, so, thank you all for coming on, chaps, um, and making the most of what is, relatively speaking, a fairly thin news week, unsurprisingly, with the uh, way the world is rather wrapped up in other matters. And, um... I think we'll just sign off. So uh, we'll start with Ronnie. Ronnie, just tell people where they can find you round and about the interwebs. Uh,
3: really, I'm on Twitter as at Nevaticus, so it's like Nevada, but it's a Roman. I'm a history guy, so anyway, Nevaticus on uh, Twitter, and that's about it. And
1: of course, on the Bubble Thought Empire. Yeah, sometimes sometimes. Okay. Uh Nick, uh
2: yeah, you can find me on Twitter very occasionally as uh, Spligosh S P L I G O S H and also you can hear me on Bart Show occasionally.
1: Yep, yeah, that's uh, Let's Talk Apple, of course. Yeah. Um and Donnie, um I'm going to just push um
0: I have a, a YouTube channel called Scribbly Studio S K R B L Y and for those stuck at home, especially with kids, I have a lot of how to draw videos up there and um, other drawing videos and a couple other fun stuff. So it's a good thing to pass the time. And um, on Twitter, RTTEACHR, have been announcing some of the books I have in the um, Apple bookstore, giving a couple of those away for free at random throughout the week, um, again, to help people pass the time. And the rest will be in the show notes.
1: Yep. All the rest of the stuff will be in the show notes because Donnie is a prolific producer of sticker packs and uh, books and all sorts of other things, uh, right and last but not least, Jim? Uh,
4: you can find me in the Slack group, uh, you can find my images on uh, Flickr as the, the SRPS paint shop or um, hosting the uh, Essential Apple Flickr group.
1: Uh, And I can be found on the Twitter as at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. All of our stuff is over at EssentialApple.com. The Slack group you heard mentioned, uh, follow the link in the show notes. Uh, James's Essential Apple Flickr group, again, follow the link in the show notes. Um thank you very much for everybody who supports the show uh, as usual and um, giveaways uh don't forget that Glenn Flashman who was on last week is giving away his book uh taking control of working from home temporarily um Ghostery midnight are uh, uh giving away a 3 month subscription with the coupon code work at home um and I think it's still running. Steve at Geek's Corner has an Apple Watch strap giveaway draw. Uh, all the links in the show notes. Uh, oh, I didn't mention it last week, although I did put it in the uh, in the show notes. Serif are uh, again they're making their affinity apps available for free for a three month trial, rather than the normal I think fourteen days. Um, and have reduced the prices, should you wish to buy, by 50%. So if you're even remotely interested in the Serif Affinity applications on Mac, PC, or iOS, now is the time to go and have a look. And uh, with that, and the fact that my Mac crashed right at the end of the show, I think I'm going to sign off. So from all of us until the next show, goodbye. Yeah. Cheers. Bye Bye. listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. Thank you for listening and we hope to see you next time.
4: Drill. Evacuate. Evacuate.